You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning. Thank you guys for coming online with us. It's, uh, I wish I could see your faces. We've got to set up some way where we can, I can see you and you can see me. But um, what, a, what an amazing morning so far. Thank you guys for sharing the stream. Um, it's good to see uh, you know, a bunch of people on Facebook, a bunch of people on YouTube. Um, and just, uh, yeah, coming together to say, Lord, we want to honor you today. Have your way in us. Um, yeah, just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited uh, in the face of the opposition that we kind of experience with lockdowns and stuff. God's still on the throne. Jesus still wants to, he's still moving. He still wants to impact you. He wants to impact us. He, he, uh, the, the gospel isn't hindered from going forth. So thank you guys for getting online this morning. Let's open up our hearts to sort of receive what God wants to do in us, through us today. Um, there's a, there's a, a great writer, a guy named Watchman Nee, had a powerful ministry in China um, in the early 20th century um, before he was then imprisoned. And he wrote this. He wrote, Many of you who are doing your utmost to help your brethren and are laboring to save sinners and administer the affairs of the church. He says, but let me ask you, have you been seeking to meet the needs around you or have you been seeking to serve the Lord? And I I want to ask that question that Watchman Nee asked. Have we been seeking to meet the needs around us or have we been seeking to serve the Lord? What a challenge for us. Can I say that, that helping others, um, saving the lost, serving in the church, they're all important things. But the starting point, the heart, is serving the Lord. In all we do, it's being a people who minister to Jesus first, to serve him first. Nee's point is this, that we can be religious without actually pleasing God. Think about that this morning. We can be religious without actually pleasing God. Um, I had the privilege, for those of you that don't know me, um, of growing up in the church. I, I grew up in the church as a little kid. I'd fall asleep under the chair, chairs at evening meetings. Um, you know, my earliest memories were being in church. I, you know, I've been there sort of in the church my whole life. And can I say this? I, I think that's a great testimony. You don't have to, uh, to walk away from church to get a testimony. I think the, the most powerful testimony is those uh, who, who have grown up and stayed in, in, in what God's called them to. But I know that there's been times um, in my life where I've observed the religious motions but haven't actually been ministering to Jesus. I've observed the religious motions but haven't, my heart hasn't been in this place of I'm ministering to Jesus first. Um, There are times where where I think I took it for granted that we could come into the presence of God. I took his presence in my life and in our gatherings for, for granted. There was times where, if I'm, if I'm honest, and if we can be honest together this morning, where I was playing with sin, I was playing on the edge. Um, I wasn't honoring God with all that I am. You know, I, I wasn't revering his presence and his holiness. And I had to have a revelation that my number one purpose was to minister to Jesus first. My number one purpose for, for being is to minister to him. Everything else finds its order and its place when our hearts are set to minister to him first. Everything else, else in life, everything else in our, in our uh, ministry, everything else finds its place when our hearts are set to minister to him first. As a church in this season, God is calling us into a new level of honoring his presence, of reverencing him, of ministering to him. Um, if you're part of Melbourne Lights Church, um, let me encourage you 
to press into his presence. If you're not part of Melbourne Life Church, this is still a good thing for, for you. But specifically for us as a church, God's calling us to a new place of honoring, reverencing his presence, ministering to him. And as we talk about living on mission and reaching the lost and discipleship, it all starts from a place of being a people who minister to Jesus first. All of those things flow from this heart attitude that we minister to him first. So, you know, being a people who minister to his presence, who revere him, who honor him, who are surrendered to him, who, who, who worship and praise and glorify him and give all that we are to, to lift him up, who make room for him, who, who lean into his heart. First and foremost, we say, Lord, I want to minister to you. And from that place, everything else that he's called us to finds its order and its, its own place. Can I say this? We can't, we can't afford to become overly familiar or flippant with his presence. We're not just going through the motions. We're not just playing a game. We need to honor and revere his presence. So this morning, I want to call us to minister to the Lord. You might say that, that sounds a bit strange when we're on a live stream and we're not all together. It doesn't de- de- depend on the place we're in. It's a heart attitude shift that says, I'm not here for myself. I'm not here even for a place of ministry. First and foremost, we're, we're going to minister to the Lord. Can I say this? To minister to the Lord is to worship him alone in all that we do. It's to put him first in everything we do. This is account in, um, in, in the, the book of Ezekiel chapter 44. It shows that, it, it actually uh, it shows this picture that any ministry that's directed towards others without first being directed towards God, it says is idolatry. You think, wow, that's hectic. Any ministry that's directed toward others without first being directed toward God, that doesn't flow from this heart of I'm ministering to God first, actually becomes idolatry in our life. So in Ezekiel 44, it describes two types of Levites. Now the Levites in the Old Testament were in charge of taking care of the temple, the place of worship. Their charge was to take care of the place of worship. In Ezekiel 44, one group was ministering to the temple. They were, they were upholding religious practices while worshiping idols in their hearts. They were going through the motions, but their heart wasn't set to honor Jesus first. The other group was ministering directly to the Lord. They were honoring him as holy. They were obeying, they were obeying him in their hearts. And from that place flowed all the other things that they needed to do. This is what God says to the first group. In Ezekiel 44, verse 6 to 9, he says this, Enough with your abominations. I mean, that's quite a hectic word, but it's basically enough with your sin. Enough with messing around. Um, In admitting foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, to be in my sanctuary. Not doing things my way, is what he's saying. Um, Profaning my temple. When you offer to me food and the fat, fat and blood. Talking about sacrifices. When you bring sacrifice to me. You have broken my covenant in addition to all, your, uh, to all your abominations, all your sin. And he says, you have not kept charge of my holy things. But you have set others to keep my charge. Um, you have set others to keep my charge for you in my sanctuary. You have not kept charge of my holy things. Wow. Even though they made offerings to God and they brought sacrifices, Ezekiel 44 says that he didn't accept them because they were being hypocritical by not glorifying God with their whole lives. They didn't revere and honor God as holy. To the second group in Ezekiel 44, God says this in verse 15 to 16. 
He says, but the Levitical priests, the, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary, when the people of Israel went astray from me, shall come near to me to minister to me. And they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and butter, to offer me sacrifices, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary and they shall approach my table to minister to me and they shall keep my charge. Wow, we see two different groups of people. Those who, who, whose hearts were, they were doing the things, but their hearts weren't set to honor God first. And those who were actually coming to minister to God first. And from that place, God says, you'll come and stand before me in my presence. So in the Old Testament, only the priests ministered to God. That The Israelites would bring animals into the temple. Uh, they would sacrifice to the Lord. And the priests would help them administer that, that sacrifice in a way that was pleasing to God. And it was a job of, of the high priest to offer sacrifice for the sins of all of God's people. Once a year, it was called the Day of Atonement, and he would offer sacrifice for people's sins. At the cross, Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for humanity. He sacrificed himself for us. He himself was both, he was the, both the sacrifice and the priest who presented the offering of himself to God the Father. He was sacrifice and priest. In Hebrews 10 verse 12, it says that Jesus offered for all time a single sacrifice for sin. That means that when you make Jesus the Lord of your life and you accept his sacrifice, you don't have to continually offer sacrifices for your sin. You're made right with God. We come into his presence. We can now minister to him. In the new covenant in Jesus. See, we're not under the old covenant anymore. We're under the new covenant in Jesus. In the new covenant in Jesus, things have changed. We can come boldly into his, into his presence. In the new covenant in Jesus, because of his sacrifice, we no longer have to present animal sacrifices. But we do, it says this in Romans 12 verse 1, we present ourselves as living sacrifices. Not to make ourselves holy, but to minister to God. To, to, to bring praise to him. So I want to ask this question, what does it look like to honor his presence? What does it look like in our lives to minister to him? In 2 Samuel chapter 6, there's this amazing um, account of David, King David, bringing the Ark of the Covenant, which represents in the Old Testament God's presence into the city of Jerusalem. There's this, it's this amazing account, and uh, you know, there's a celebration going on. That, you know, there's worship taking place. The whole nation has come together to, to see God's presence come into, you know, into their city. Um, and it, it says this, that every six steps... They offered a sacrifice. I mean, it wasn't like, this wasn't like a quick, let's do a half an hour of worship and get in. No, this was like, this was not even just a one day. This was an ongoing, this is a long thing. Every six steps, sacrifice, praise, worship. They were dancing. They were singing. The musicians kept playing. And David, the king, it says that he took off his kingly robes and he worshiped with all his might. He worshiped with abandon. He, he joined the people. And th th there was this exchange that takes place that we see in this chapter. That he takes off his kingly robes and he becomes a priest before God. He doesn't just sit. He could have sat you know, on his throne. He could have sat on the pedestal with all the other you know, royal people. You know, people of position. People of, uh, of place. And watched the procession, the procession come into the city. But instead he came off of his pedestal. He came down and he worshipped amongst the people. There was this exchange of his kingly robes, his title, his position to become a priest. And he ministered with everything that he had. 
See, ministering um, to, to the Lord, ministering to Jesus, is stepping down from our perceived platforms, laying down our titles, laying down our position, laying down our rights, and becoming priests. It's not about my right, it's about His glory. It's exchanging even things that I rightly deserve for His glory. It says this in verse 16 of 2 Samuel 6. It says, The ark of the Lord came into the city of David, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, who is David's wife, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And it says one of the saddest things, I think, in Scripture. It says, And she despised him in her heart. Michal, in this chapter, represents a religious spirit. As David lay aside his kingly role and became a priest, and as he lay aside his position and he worshipped the Lord and he was bringing him glory, and he didn't worry about how he looked, the religious reaction tries to dishonor and, con- and condemn what God's doing. We don't want to be a people who dishonor and condemn what God's doing. We want to be people like David, who lay aside our kingly robes and who worship with abandon, who, 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 who lay aside our position and become priests before our Lord. David's response to, to her is this, it was before the Lord that I worshiped and before the Lord I will celebrate and I will become even more undignified in the eyes of man. Can we be a people who set our hearts to not worry about what other people are thinking about us? but who bring a sacrifice, who sacrifice ourselves to minister to Jesus. And it's only about his glory. Let's look at, uh, in Revelations 4 and 5, if we move into the, the New Testament, there's this beautiful picture of worship around the throne of heaven. The worship that's taking place around the throne. And there's this constant exchange, I love it, between seeing the Lord and then declaring who he is. Seeing the Lord and then declaring, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Um, In verse uh, 9 to verse 11 of Revelation chapter 4, it says this. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, says the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. Ministering to Jesus is exchanging our kingly robes, our position, our our titles to become priests before him. But ministering to him is also exchanging our glory for his glory. Casting our crowns before him. That's what they were doing as they worship in heaven. They're casting their crowns, their talents, their glory so that he would be glorified. Laying down our own glory so that Jesus Christ would receive all the glory. It's not about me. It's not about my ministry. It's not about our name. It's not about Melbourne Lights Church. It's not about our movement. It's about Jesus Christ receiving all the glory. Would we be a people who exchange our glory so that he's glorified? And then let's read this. In Revelations 5, verse 1 to 5, it says this, And then I saw on the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? Who is worthy? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look in it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, or look, see, 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, talking of Jesus, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Ministering to Jesus, ministering to him, is exchanging our kingly robes, our position, to become priests. It's, it's exchanging our glory so that he would be glorified. But ministering to him is also to behold him, to see him, to look to him, to see what he's doing. The, the, the elder says to the writer of Revelations, Behold, stop, look and see, don't weep anymore. Look, there's a lamb, that there is one who is worthy. Will we behold him? Will we look to him? Will we see what he's doing? Even in the midst of change, in the midst of lockdowns, in the midst of the uncertainty that we face, do we look to YouTube? Do we look to, to you know, other ideas? Do we look to the things around us? Do we look to our friends? Or do we look to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to see you. Let me be enamored by who you are. Not only do I want to see you, I want to see what you're doing. Do we look to see what he's doing in this time? Because even in the face of opposition, he's still working. He's still on the throne. The Bible says that the Lord takes what the enemy means for evil and turns it for good for those who love him. Do we see him? Are we asking him, Lord, what are the desires of your heart? As I see you, as I behold you, as I'm enamored with you, and I, and I worship, and you know, we, we, we see him, and then we cry out, worthy, worthy, worthy. Am I also looking to see what he's doing and looking to see what the desires of his heart are? Then if we jump down to verse 9 of Revelation chapter 12, it says this, And they sang a new song, I love this, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and nation and people, you have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. I'm going to keep reading, but one of the words that came through this morning, I love this, from every tribe, every language, every people, um, one, of our, one of our pastors felt this morning that there's going to be some, somebody or a family, either in Japan or from Japanese descent, that's watching today. And if that's you, God is specifically speaking to you today. He's calling you. He has a plan for you. And I want to say that God wants to encourage you today and breathe. He wants to breathe courage into your bones. He wants to breathe his life into you. From every tribe, every nation, God's calling you today. And then he goes on to say this in verse 11. Then I looked and I heard a sound around the throne and the living creatures and elders, uh, the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped him. Ministering to Jesus finally is joining the declaration of heaven. It's joining that declaration of worthy are you, O Lord, to receive honor and glory and wisdom and wealth and all things, that you receive it all. We ask ourselves this, Lord, what can I do to serve you right now? Before we look around, before we minister to the needs of others, Lord, what can I do to serve you right now? We bring a love offering. We bring a sacrifice of praise. We pour out our love to him. We don't hold any of it back. Even if, you know, even if we feel embarrassed, that's, that's David's thing. He didn't care what other people thought. It's not about what other people think. That, you know, sometimes the, the downside of 
worshiping with other people around us is that we can think, what do other people think of me? But we have to let God shift that heart thing, that it's not about what other people think. It's about him. We bring a sacrifice of praise. David says in the, in the, in the scriptures, I won't bring a praise. It doesn't cost me something. Costly worship where it becomes all about him and for him. We exchange our kingly robes and we become priests. We lay down our glory for his glory. We behold him. We see him. We look to see what he's doing. And we join the declaration of heaven. That's what it means to minister to Jesus. And God's calling us to be a people who minister to Jesus. Those who have been in our, you know, in our worship times over the last few weeks, I'm sure you can, you can testify to the fact that Jesus has been glorified. We're ministering to Jesus, but there's more to it than just you know, our worship times together. It's in every area of our lives. It's on the streets. It's in our families. It's glorifying him in our homes. It's glorifying him in our workplaces and in our Zoom meetings and whatever it looks like. It's all about Jesus. Can we pray? Can we maybe just open our hearts to respond to him right now? If you're comfortable, even in your house, if you'd lift your hands up, just an attitude of surrender. Lord, we want to be a people. We want to be a church who ministers to you and you alone. Lord, we, we, we never want it to be about receiving glory ourselves, our name or our fame. It's all for you. It's only for you. And so I pray right now, Lord, for heart transactions to take place, Lord, for a shift to happen right now. Lord, that where we have made it about our kingly position, our title, you know, my, my ministry, Lord, would you undo us right now? Would you break our hearts, Lord, for you? Lord, would you give us your heart, Lord? Would we exchange our glory for your glory? Would we see you? Would we behold you? Lord, I pray right now, Lord, in every home and every person watching, Lord, whether they're watching live right now or they're watching back or they're listening on a podcast, Lord, right now, we would have a fresh revelation of who you are. Right now, would you shift mindsets, Lord? Would you undo, Lord, the religious, Lord, the religious thing of going through the motions, Lord? Lord, even serving people, Lord, but not serving you first. Bring us back to it's you first. In everything, it's all about you. It's only about you. Lord, we bring a sacrifice of praise. We lay our lives before you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching today or you're listening back on our podcast, God's calling you. Jesus is calling you. There's a moment of salvation right now. We're not only is it ministering, bringing a sacrifice of praise to Jesus, but actually making him the Lord of your life. That's where salvation starts. We receive his sacrifice. And if you've never done that before, I want to invite you right now to lay your life down before him. This is not, this is not a, you know, come to Jesus. This is lay your life down. Make him the Lord of your life. It's make your life all about him. In doing it, you get freedom. In doing that, you get peace. In doing that, you get set free. But it's all about him. And so if you've never done that, would you pray this prayer with me right now? Lord Jesus, I lay my life down before you. Would you come be the Lord of my life? Would you fill me with your presence right now? Would you set me free from those things that, that have held me back? Would you bring your peace and your joy into my life right now in Jesus' name? I want to live for you and for you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know. Uh, write something in the comments. Direct message us. Email us. We want to celebrate with you. 
if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, the Bible says that all of heaven is celebrating right now. And so we celebrate. We say, yes, Lord. I'm going to hand back to, uh, to Gabby and to Elodie now. I think they've got some uh, activations and just going to wrap this stuff up. But I just want to say thank you guys for joining us online today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We're going to have our midweek uh, podcast coming out. And please keep, to, uh, keep tuned. Is that the right word? Stay tuned for uh, just what, what's going to happen over the week, you know, with, um, you know, with prayer and Zoom and different connects. And please look out for each other in this time as well. Reach out to somebody. As, the, as the, the lady said before, look for the one. Look for the one on your street. Look for the one as you walk. Look for the one at your grocery store and minister Jesus to them. As we make it all about him, then we minister, from that place we minister to others. Be blessed, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.